0: Up from work podcast. My name is Dave Sweelham. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up from Work podcast. You're listening to episode one. 28 of the show today. This is your host, Dave Swillam. This is where we get to work making work a passion, living life, creative, full-time. We interview artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people living alternative lives to just go over some of the things that we want to do instead of the things that sometimes sounds like we are told to do or feel like we have to do. For those who are tuning in on Thursdays right now, lately, I've been doing like a double live stream doing like two episodes so sorry if you like just straight up like an hour ago heard that same intro spiel but we're here we're living it and this tonight is a very special guest to me because this is a gentleman that i've known for like i don't know dude like have i known you for three years now i feel like it's been a lot of shit has happened in my life since i've known you too so it feels like even longer
1: i'd say four years
0: four years you think damn holy shit so, this is a gentleman I've known for four years. I stand corrected, and I've gotten to work with him with audio recording a record of his and then right now we're working on a, a split together if I ever finish it at any point for him and me, <laughs> which I will. but uh we're working on a split together like as an artist, and we're just friends too so it's been a, a pleasure man like seeing you and hanging with you and intellectually understanding some of the concepts and things that you bring to the world from multiple different levels, man. And also along this four-year time, just so much has been changing in my life that I feel like that relationship has meant a lot to me over that time as well, exponentially. So really delayed to have you here on the show all the way at 128. But I think the reason being is just because we were working on different things in those times. And now that we haven't been working on some things for a little bit and you've been coming out with some new things that you've been working on, other than even just the music pieces, these different things that I haven't gotten to talk with you as much about, now seem like the perfect time. I want to just like pick your brain and and share some of it out there to people. So if you don't know Etheric or Nick Wright, I never even said his name when I was welcomed on the show, but I've got Nick Wright Etheric. This is a rapper. He's an awesome freestyle rapper. If you go to his shows, you'll see him pick out like things from the audience and just like keep going like forever. Even if it's the craziest word, I've seen people to try to trip him up bad and he still finds a way to figure it out. But he's also a cosmic empowerment coach. Nick knows astrology like no one else. And so he uh, works with people on that. We're going to get into that a little bit too. So uh, welcome, man. Welcome to the show. Long intro, but welcome to the show. That was a an
1: amazing intro. Yeah, thanks. a good one. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was very honorable.
0: Oh, thanks, man. I'll take an honorable intro. That sounds that sounds real. Thank you. So, for people out there, I guess like, what is etheric? What is this cosmic empowerment thing? Like, we'll we'll get into it like deep dive. But like, what is it that you're up to? Roughly, past my words that were brief on it, and like, how did you get to where you're at right now?
1: Yeah, so, you know, Etheric is the name of my artist name, and you know that we've been working together for about 3 years, and Cosmic Empowerment is the name of my astrology coaching business.
0: So, how did you come into these different things? Cuz like I saw it was funny like getting like a bio from you just because I've known you for a bit, but to get a bio is cool to like watch you word it out this way. It said that you've been freestyling for a decade. How did you get into rapping and songwriting in the first place? How did all of this happen? for that portion of it?
1: I don't know. You know, it was in uh, like seventh grade and I had a gym teacher named Mr. Reynolds and I wrote the Reynolds rap, you know, (laughs) that worked well. And then it wasn't really a thing, but I was kind of doing it in college and like freestyling a lot. And then it just became a thing. I started doing a lot, you know, got really into it's a passion, you know, something that releases stress, helps me think more clear. And it's a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. So first of all, do you have any recordings out there of this Reynolds rap? Because I would die to hear that. Or do you still know it? You don't have to do it right now. But it, where can I see this thing, man?
1: I think the first lyric is like, Mr. Reynolds, he's a real cool cat. That's, that's all I can remember.
0: I, I like the start already, dude.
1: Well, it's funny because it's Reynolds rap, you know?
0: Like, so what happened with this? Did like, he hear this or you're just saying it with classmates or something like that?
1: Yeah, I know. I did it for him and all the locker room boys, you know? Oh
0: nice. That's awesome, man. So like you're rapping through college. Like what were you doing any gigs? Were you writing? Like, where was it coming out? Like where where were you seeing that in your life through college, I guess, where you're kind of doing it more often.
1: Right. So I was doing it in college, but I was in college, I was drinking a lot, you know? So nothing was ever really getting done. I had the, the desire to actually put out music, but I was drinking excessively and doing other substances as well. And I I couldn't really put anything out, you know? So it was actually when I got like complete, like went into recovery and got off of all that stuff that I had the desire to make that album came back. You know, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? You know, I kind Mm. of, I kind of burnt my life to pieces at that point, you know, it's 25 years old. It's like, what am I going to do now? You know? And, you know, I had to work jobs, of course, to get money. And I was, and living in a sober house, trying to stay sober. You know, I worked at schools and, and eventually I ended up being a counselor and addictions counselor. But ultimately the whole time I wanted to be this astrologer and this rapper. So I've been chasing mm. dream for seven years.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. Cause like, I think it's crazy. Like, so for people out there who have listened to podcasts for a long time, there's like this circle of people that I've had on the show. Like I've straight up had like so many people from your circle of friends, man. And I I love those people. And they're all from this recovery community. Like Jesse's been on here twice. He was like episode three in 98 or something. And then I also had George talking about what he's got going on. I had Nick Devlin, Pete Marston. Like I had all these people and you were kind of like the last last person in this crew that at least I knew, but uh, doing amazing things. And I think I met you around the time where like I was still working with Jesse or I had been working with him not long ago. And I came to your album release for the first record that you did. I don't know if that was the first record that you did or not, but I came to an album release at, in Concord to see you play before we worked together on the Five Elements EP. Was that your first record or was there a different one before that one too?
1: That was the second record. But that Okay, was, that
0: was the second.
1: Yeah, that was the first LP, you know? Got it. So that was like the first full record and that was first album release that was a good time yeah that was a fun show man yeah 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 that was cool
0: that place was packed
1: yeah that's when we we kind of connected we're like yo we gotta do this you know we gotta make something
0: hell yeah so it's like you have these things that are, are piecing that together for you in in college and then you go through recovery and you're basically you're saying that you're able to focus on it more or put the attention behind it and then since I've met you cuz I didn't know you at that point but since I've met you that 7 year dream it seems like you've just really been been after it since that time like it's been growing but where i guess like how far back and like what brought the astrology piece into it cuz we'll kind of go into two different routes right here because you have two different things that make up a lot of your day to day or a lot of your energy here where was astrology in that background like where does that come from To come into this play today, where we'll talk about in a little bit, where was that in the way back from you? Where did that develop to be important to you?
1: Well, astrology came into the picture when I was around like 20 years old. And that's because, you know, when I was in my drinking days, I had to go to rehab, you know, (laughs) shit got bad and had to try to get better. And in rehab, it's like you learn about spirituality, you know, because Mm. when you are at rock bottom, and you feel like life is meaningless or you feel like you have a lot of pain inside of you, a lot of emotions and spirituality is something that gets introduced to you because it can be that like last resort thing that can give you hope when you're right. in a hopeless place. So astrology was given to me as a book called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanne Martine Woolfolk. And that- Was book, it? Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Not for me. Maybe, maybe if, you're, if you're a normal person- <laughs> You know, like that would be the only one. <laughs> It's a comprehensive book.
0: Okay. Uh, it's true. a good book though.
1: Yeah. I read like a hundred books after that about astrology, but very good book. Not the only one I needed, but at the time it was the one that I needed because I didn't even believe in astrology. You know what I mean? It was like astrology. Astrology is that like, what is astrology? You know, it's that stupid newspaper thing, or it's that dumb thing that there's Instagram memes made about it, you know? Right. So I didn't really realize like how deep and complex it was you know, and seeing this book, I started testing it, you know, I'm like, Gemini. Okay. Do I relate to that? Is that just like confirmation bias? Mm. Like what is this? Is there any truth to this? You know, and just like really started like testing this out. And then it was like, oh, I'm not just a Gemini. That's just one sign. That's my sun sign. Mm. I got a Mercury. I got a moon. I got Mars, Venus. I got all these different things and they're all aspecting each other. And it's actually incredibly complex. And like the more I dived into it, the more reality I was seeing. I was like, "Holy moly!" This there's a reason this has been studied by some of the greatest scholars of our time. You know, yep. some of the greatest minds like Carl Jung, psychiatrist under Sigmund Freud, mm. astrologer. You know, Johannes Kepler used astrology. He's the guy who created the laws of planetary motion, and even Isaac Newton is quoted to have studied astrology. Wow! So these are like the you know scientific minds of our time, and then. Ptolemy, you know, from the second century, he was an astrologer too. He's the mathematician we, we use in our history of math books, you know? Damn, man. So finding out all that stuff, I was an academic person. I was a scholarly person. I was a, I was a studious person. So astrology to that type of person usually seems like a joke, you know, because of how it's portrayed in pop culture. But once you actually get a real book and you really start to see what is astrology really, it becomes separated from the word astrology which is often a meaning that is not the true essence of what the word means. You know, Got it's, it. it's the meaning that is based on the current culture of what the culture thinks about that word.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have more to ask on that, but now I really like the side thoughts that you brought me to. And that was like people who have listened to the podcast so far. If you're watching live, you haven't heard this episode because now I'm actually like ahead on my episodes. But uh, coming out before this episode airs right here, I had a tarot coach. She uses tarot cards. Tarot, so,
2: tarot, tarot,
0: tarot. I'm sorry, I did that to her on the that the interview too. I used my non experience with it as an excuse, but now I just did that podcast last week, so she's gonna be pissed. Sky, I'm really sorry if you're listening, but no, I just had her on, and it's kind of the same things, and also like I ran, I ran through some of the same vibe from her where you're talking about like this meme or this pop culture sense, and then like. How can this be really used to help people? And what are like the things that are misunderstood about it? And I guess I would love to hear that perspective right now that we're talking about it on the same thing. Like, what do you think are the biggest misinterpretations of astrology? Or what do you feel like when you're talking about how you're like, hey, here's like these examples of these intellectuals that we admire, respect, and hold true in our history and our learning that believe these principles? and then equally we have modern day or other people that are intellectuals that just disband it right away what do you think it is that causes that and what are like the most common misunderstandings about astrology or this cosmic study that you you and many others do like what do you think that those are in that space because i think that i guess like real quick i'll just give my stance on it just i haven't worked with you through anything full but whenever we've had micro discussions about it Everything that you've said has been influential to me, and I'm, I haven't gone through that exercise with you, nor have I done my own time diving into it, but I don't discount it like that. I just say it's something that I don't understand at this time. What do you think are some of those misinterpretations, or why do you think that some intellectuals are studying deeply in it while others disbanded immediately? What is it, do you think, that causes that, or, or what should people know about astrology?
1: That's a great question, Dave.
0: Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the first thing is the thing I already said, which is it's too simplistic the way that it's portrayed. How is there only 12 types of people in the whole planet, right?
0: Right. No way.
1: Because that's not how it works. But that's what people think is how it works. So what people think of astrology, it's like, so what's your what's your sign, Dave?
0: Crap. Put me on spot here. Sagittarius, um, right? I know what you're saying. We, we went through this a little bit.
1: You're Sagittarius. You're... Okay. Right? What's your birthday?
0: November 25th, 1991.
1: Yeah. So you're Sagittarius.
0: Okay. We went through some of this and it was, we went through some of
2: it. Yeah.
1: Right. So therefore, right. Sagittarius is November 21st to December 21st. Right. <clears throat> um, first of all, so that would be like, you know, there's a sign for each month or each 30 day period of the year, 12 total signs. And that would mean there's 12 total personality types. In the entire world, but that's not how it works, right? There's, right, there's, there's not, no way. No, it's not. Does that how you experience reality? No, no, but you do experience reality as there are many different, unique, and distinct personality types and people, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And when you understand these archetypes of these 12 signs and how complex a real chart is, you'll actually start to see that they're identifying these types of people's energy fields, mm. but here's the thing, you being a Sagittarius, me being a Gemini, that's not really what we are. I'm a sun in Gemini, and I'm a Mercury in Gemini, and I'm a Jupiter in Gemini, but I'm Mars in, Can- Mars in Cancer, Venus in Cancer, Chiron in Cancer, Rise in Cancer, Moon in Libra, Saturn Capricorn, Pluto Scorpio, whatever. There's, there's many different planets in these different signs. Mm. And what these signs are, they're quantum fields of Well, they're archetypal fields of quantum probability because the next thing that people don't understand about astrology is that they think that it's limiting. They don't want to be told who they are. And like
2: Mm.
1: some people just want to tell me who I am. I don't know who I am. So, oh, this, this tells me who I am. And then other people are like, that's not like I'm more than that. You know, I don't want to be limited to this one
2: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And especially, but when I say it's archetypal fields, of quantum probability, what does that mean? Gemini, my sun sign, is about communication. So the archetype of Gemini, an archetype means character, character with different qualities, like a hero is an archetype of a movie, or a villain is an archetype of a movie. You always find a hero, you're always going to find a villain. They always are in that archetype.
0: So a character of many qualities.
1: Right. That is like prevalent throughout everything. And that's what these archetypes are prevalent in everything. This is like the codes to how reality is created, basically. Like, it's like, like there's a video game designer and maybe that's God and God created this reality and astrology is showing the codes, you know, Mm. and it's showing your base stats of your character. That's what I'm saying, though. It's about, it's quantum. So it's evolutionary. You can grow into it. So if Gemini represents communicator, how am I using that? Mm. Because when I was doing drugs and alcohol, I'll tell you what I was using it for. You know, manipulation.
0: My mm, mm. right? Still communication, but how is it used, right? My still place. communication. Actually, very high-end communication at that. Even in that instance, like that's manipulation and, and finding ways to... That's a tough thing to do. You know what I mean? That's still high-end communication. It's just used in a bad way.
1: Yeah, another negative aspect of Gemini could be with communication, like talks a lot, but isn't really saying anything or talks very superficially or gossiping, gossiping, right? Hmm. Scattered, just really scatterbrained. But let's think about the positive aspects or the quantum probability of Gemini. Divine messenger, right? Delivering messages to change people's perceptions and perspectives and and give insights to how different things work journalism, right? Oh, the journalism is often used, not good at all, but (laughs) pure journalism could be, is a Gemini thing though. Just, just reporting on something. Oh, this is what happened. And now I'm going to tell it,
0: talk about what happened.
2: Got it.
1: But of course, journalism can be negative or positive either.
0: Still communication, just like you said though, right?
1: Exactly. So there's many, many manifestations of how Gemini works. Just like how many manifestations of heroes are there in movies? There's always a hero, almost always there's a hero, but there's so many different ways that the hero can, can manifest.
2: Right, and some of them, the
0: hero is like still even a bad guy. It's like really crazy. Like the hero can be a bunch of different things to a lot of different people or a lot of different stories. You can right. be a hero that does bad things, man. You know what I mean? You could have done bad things, but still be the hero at the end, vice versa. You can be a hero initially, but I guess I'm spinning out. But to answer that question, It sounds like from what you're saying that the reason why people discount it sometimes is because people are taking astrology and they're they maybe they're doing something through social or they're doing it something. I picture something at like some type of like, I don't know. This is the same thing with tarot cards. It's like something at like a fair, something at something where like they use it, but they just say, like, okay, you're these 12 things and it means this. And they just go like, this is the thing. And then people go like, oh, this is ridiculous. I don't do any of that. Like one thing that you said, therefore, it's all bullshit. But they're not like actually using the whole theory, basically. Is that why you think people discount it? Is really that? Is it showing up in these areas that are just something that's not deep level, not something that is a space that you're even thinking that way? And then when they show up to the space... They're still not even going in full theory on it. They're just giving you the basic beginning points of the conversation. Is that why it's misinterpreted, you feel?
1: Yeah. So I guess point number one would be people think that it's more simplistic than it is. And point number two is people don't understand how to use it to better their lives. Hmm. Right? So for number one, it's like, yeah, I may be sun and Gemini, but I'm cancer- Rising, because if I only looked at Gemini, I'd be like, "Oh, you're purely intellectual, uh, purely a communicator." But then when you, we look all the Cancerian qualities, it's like very emotional, very sensitive. Those are very two different things, right? So, so people can can only see, "Well, it says I'm a Virgo, but I'm actually all these other things." You know, it's like, yeah. Well, that's why you need an astrologer, someone who knows what they're talking about, to really go into your whole chart, right? Because you have an entire chart with many different factors. So that's number one. And then the the second thing is like how people use it. Because I am using it, that's why it's cosmic empowerment. So it's, I'm using it for how do you become the best version of yourself?
0: Right. How do I understand what I'm finding from this and then use that to lean into these traits essentially instead of like something that's for vanity or for like, Just frivolous, like way to look at it. It's something to like. How can I use this as a tool? Exactly. Okay. Well, so all right, cool. And it's not
1: like I don't even hate on all that because I I think it's kind of fun. But but people don't understand the deeper things, you know. Right. Hate on like pop music or like certain types of rap that people like hate on. I don't. You know, it's like hate mumble rap, but I love lyrical rap. It's like I'm a lyrical rapper, but I don't hate mumble rap. Right. Hate pop music. It's like. It's just a different, it's just like, how deep do you want to go? So some people don't want to go really deep all the time, you know? Right.
0: And you don't have to. And it's like actually pretty terrible if you do all the time, right? Like we need like different situations to like fill that with what you need at that time. Like I always tell people like, give yourself a dose of like whatever it is that you need. Like sometimes you need risk in your life. So you need to introduce risk. Sometimes you need safety and comfort. Like maybe you have too much risk and you're like, shit, I need to introduce comfort and safety. Give yourself a dose of it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, because I want to talk about some other things of like how these two collide with each other, because it sounds like two things that have been important to you for a long time manifesting into a greater like, like way that they're fused together. But because a lot of people on the show, like we've never talked about astrology and we always talk about, you know, different forms of creatives different forms of making a living or an alternative life or living the way that you want to live. Tell me about how are you using astrology for this cosmic empowerment? You call yourself a cosmic empowerment coach or cosmic empowerment in, sen- in general. This For people out there that don't know Nick, this is his business. This is what Nick does right now. So what is that business and what? how are you using it to help people? Tell me more about this.
1: Right. So just kind of put a button or a bow tie in the last thing we're talking about. Astrology is very complex and it's an intellectual art form. It's like learning the guitar. It's like becoming a musician. It's very, it's a lot to it. And there's a lot of factors. And it's something that you keep getting better at over time. And you keep understanding more about over time. It's not a simple thing at all. How do I use this with people, though, is I don't make it complex for my clients. I make it simple for my clients because it's complex for me. And I know how to give them things that are just going to be useful for them and improving their life. Right. We don't go to astrology right off the bat. You know, as a cosmic empowerment coach, I first find out, like, who are you? What's going on? What's going on with you? What do you want? What do you want in life? What's your big dream? How are your relationships? How is your health? How are your habits Mm. and just typical, normal life coach stuff? You know, we talk about that first and I divide that into categories based on the elements. So fire, the element of fire, what, what lights you up? What's your purpose? Mm. The element of, of air. What are you learning about? How expanded is your mind? Are you able to ask questions? Are you able to expand your knowledge? The earth. Like I said, health, habits, routines, physical body, exercise, anything physical. And then we have, of course, water, which I think is the most important element today. And that element is going to be your emotions, Mm. healing, regeneration, rejuvenation, any of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the fifth element, which is ether. And ether represents connection to spirit, connection to source, unity, consciousness. So we have these five levels that we're coaching in with clients. And they're telling me about, well, here's where I'm at with fire. Here's where I'm at with purpose. And I haven't been chasing my dream. I don't know what my dream is. I don't Mm. really know, you know? And then we work on that. Or maybe someone is telling me, dude, I got so much fire and I'm getting angry at everyone around me. I don't care about other people. So I'm like trying to control other people. I'm kind of a narcissist, you know? Mm. But that doesn't happen because narcissists wouldn't tell you that they're a narcissist. Right. Uh, typically, <laughs> But we could see people with fire over out of control and in its ego is going to be a narcissist and it's going to be trying to control others and overpower others. Right. But fire in its, in its highest form is going to be there to light other people up and inspire other people, right? Hmm. So that's just one element. I can keep going on these elements, but as you can see, like the coaching There's a whole philosophy to it. And when a client signs up with me for like a six month or a year long contract, there's a whole questionnaire, there's things that they fill out. And when we start working together, they know what they're doing, they know what categories they're working on. And we set a big vision and we heal trauma, we heal emotions, emotional injuries. We work on health habits, you know, we work on communication, all this stuff. We work on connection with spirit. Cause I found that like, doing recovery modalities is like, it's not just one thing, you know? So that's why I've created this whole system and it's based on nature. It's based on cosmic law. You know, it's based on, it's not a religion. Astrology is not a religion. Astrology is the planets. Astrology is happening right now. Astrology is the elements. Fire is a real thing. So when I talk about fire, what it represents is what it actually represents in the physical world too. Right. It's not derived. It's not from a book this is observable stuff that's why people like plato aristotle they were talking about these elements in this way
0: it's cool li- listening to you speak about them and for people out there like whenever i've worked with nick he uses these terms like in just normal day to day speaking like this is just t- talking with nick he'll use these terms and i found that they are very helpful for explaining something you're saying that you're you're basing it off of some complex things, but you like to keep it simple for people just as a way to explain in a way to categorize information and learn and grow. And it does make it easier to understand by using an element like that because you can tie all of those to the emotions or the actions that we do. And it just, I don't know, it makes makes a lot of sense when you think about that element tied to that thing when we're trying to explain something that's happening. I don't know times when we're in studio working on things, you're like, this is happening because I think it's like one of these moments or like you're acting like this and I'm acting like that or like ways to explain through kind of like the psychology of studio or writing. Like people out there, if you're a musician, you totally know what it is. If you're an audio engineer, you definitely know. I talk about it all the time where like a lot of my job is like people. It's just these conversations and it's really in a creative space, the creatives out there know how this is where it's so subjective to both parties based off of two people's experiences trying to create this thing. Yeah, like I said, so subjective that in that communication, you always have to find a way between communicating both of those projections that aren't like a real tangible thing. It's difficult. Those terms, I guess, like short answer to that, what I was saying, I guess, is just that those terms I felt were very helpful to me when you were When we're conversing to explain each other's thoughts on things, you would use those terms in different situations and that would help me understand it. So I could see how that would be helpful to people going through some of these different day-to-day rituals or thoughts or dreams, you know?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's just the codes of reality, you know? I didn't make this stuff up. Fair. (laughs) Yeah, every culture pretty much talks about these same elements. Every culture has an origin story that involves these elements. The most prominent cultures with the most prominent spiritual systems that were seemingly interdependently set up seem to have these same elements and talk about them in the same ways. Hmm. So some type of objective truth to them. You know what I mean?
2: I mean,
0: it makes sense because those are like the most important. Those are what make up the entire world. All of those elements that you just said. That's literally like existence, right? For us anyway. Like what else could it be, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's how we live, first of all. That's what we use to create or destroy everything. And that's how we basically compartmentalize, like our own understanding of existence, is all of those elements, right?
1: Yeah, you got the four states of matter, you know, solids, earth, liquids, water, gases, air, plasma, fire.
2: That's it, man.
1: And ether, of course, is the quantum field.
0: Pokemon, you know, Pokemon have all those. So I'm buying, I literally just bought the new Pokemon. So um,
1: (laughs) I was so into Pokemon growing up Were you. And I was super mad because I sold my cards for like a hundred dollars and I had all the holographics, all of them. And then they they blew up in value. And that was a big mistake.
0: So I think my dad threw out shit that I was saving that was important. So dad, I, I know you listen to these sometimes. Sorry if I'm knocking on you. I know that he threw out, a Super Nintendo, which I was bullshit about. I know that you did that. I'm sorry, Dad, but like my Pokemon cards, I think are also gone too. But I have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I know that there's some important shit in that tin. I have that safe somewhere. I got that, got that out of there. But yeah, man,
1: I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. I didn't, no, that you know,
0: was, I was a big deal Pokemon. for me too.
1: I was Pokemon, you know, all the way.
0: That's it, Pokemon, yep. or I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in on it not the same way I guess Pokemon is a bigger deal but I'm sorry to derail you man that's I was thinking about these elements and I was like man all I think about is like Pokemon with these elements on like if we're gonna go non-in-depth scale that's where my head went so
1: what's funny about that is 10 years ago with the the Pokemon elements I wanted to make an album based on all of those elements really I did yeah so it's funny that you mixed the five elements EP for me you know back in the day it was like the pokemon elements it was you know electric fire grass earth like all the elements and i was i was already conceptualizing that
0: that would be I, rad dude
1: i was obsessed with the elements for a long time i don't know why you know it's some and that's where there's that idea like maybe that you have a soul purpose maybe there is something to your you have this calling like why do you love the stuff you love so much
0: and you know? so young and it's so not, like not yeah. based off of anything yet right
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, some people could say, oh, it's purely biographical. It's because of this and that and this. And you can tell a story in that way. Right. Also, this other thing that's like, no, I just kind of have this, like, resonance towards this thing.
0: Yeah. Here
1: I am, no matter what happens in my life. And I just keep going back to it.
0: Yeah. Yes. I love that, dude. I think that's something that's, like, not brought up very frequently where, like, there are things that that happen in life over time that shape us and they may push us one way or another. Like Something happens, something's gone or something's there. Some connection's made and something's happening. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, now this is clearly the path that I'm going. But also, like there are certain things that are unexplainably a trait of someone or something that they resonate with that's way before many instances that could be shown to make that person the thing. It's like, why are you obsessed with these elements like way younger where like there's no specific thing? You know what I mean? There's no specific thing that just like popped in and it's like Nick like elements and then use this to become a rapper that bases things off of his astrology and his worldview and then use that to help people through this cosmic empower. What the fuck, man? Like when you're too young for like these things to like control that. So I think that like there's a great blend out there where like you can give yourself credit And you can give your life credit for some things that happen where all of the shit makes people unique to who they are, right? Like your life experiences, but like also like that spirituality or that ether or that portion of thinking like, there's some things in my life, man, where I give myself credit because I deserve it sometimes. Or I'm like, no, I did that. That was me. There's also some things that happen, and I'm like, there's no fucking way that this would have happened if I wasn't meant to do this thing. And there's a plan for me. And there, like, there's just certain things that happen where something is in place that's greater than us, regardless of whatever you believe in, whatever your religion is. There's also like, I do believe in like certain preset pieces to us or certain natural residences or talents that like create our path somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. vibe with that. That's my own take. People out there can totally not be cool with it, but I think that there's a middle ground. There's stuff you have to give yourself credit for. Where you're like, I did that. David Swillam today went out, busted his ass and did this thing. And I deserve to give that to me as a person today. But there's also things in your path where it's just like, how the fuck could this be possible? Even making my own luck, putting myself in a situation, this thing, everyone knows that thing that happened or maybe it hasn't happened yet. But there's always like a thing that happens where you're like, there's something way beyond what I'm comprehending that's fucking guiding this shit to happen because how the fuck did this happen? You know, mind blown days.
1: Right. Yeah, I really like that, man.
0: Oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm yeah. vibing off of you. That's just my own take off You made me think about it. Yeah, that's cool. Between the two now, because it's two different things. There are a lot of people out there that like rap. There are a lot of people that like astrology, but you fuse them together because we're talking about these like natural resonances or things that you've had for, you know, a decade where have been kind of like growing into you. What made you fuse them together or I guess how do you fuse them together and what does that mean? Because from the outside, for me, working with you as an artist, that's something that makes you unique, you. You know, like you are the only rapper I've ever met that wraps in with these different elements and these things. And you're not necessarily even talking about it the way that we're talking about right now, but I hear it now that I'm aware of that of you. I can hear it in in the different pieces. What made you fuse them together, I guess What goes into you fusing those two pieces together of you?
1: Yeah. So the reason I fused them together is because I have to do both. I couldn't decide on like which one I wanted to go all in on because I love both so much. Mm. So I look at other people like Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, and I look at someone like that. and I'm like, wow, that guy is like multi-talented, you know? Yeah. Bruce Lee, you know, that guy was not only a credible fighter right? He was an incredible teacher of fighting. Mm. Also a movie star. And he was right. You know, the guy was multi talented. And I look at his chart, Bruce Lee's chart, I look at Childish Gambino's chart, and I see, oh, this guy is fulfilling his ultimate potential, you hmm. know, he's playing to all the strengths. And if you listen to his daughter, Bruce Lee's daughter, she says, he wasn't good at everything. You know, he barely knew how to change a light bulb. <laughs> but the guy is one of the greatest fighters of all time. Right. And really a, leg- a legendary person. Right. So for me, I'm just, these are like some of my heroes of why it's like, because people would tell you when you're first getting into coaching and personal development, it's like, don't do that. Don't do two things. Like go all in on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And don't make that your social media. But it's like, I just feel the social media thing is like, it's just me. The brand is me. So yeah, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm exploring is valid. So, you know, I'm also a freestyle skier, a competitive freestyle skier. And, you know, I would say, more, like, it's just a generalized spiritual teacher as well, not just astrology. So those are two different things. Sure. And of course, the rapping, but also singing, learning, learning how to sing. And yeah, so I think like, I don't know, I love both and I only want to manage one page. I don't want to manage two pages. We were talking about this before the call and you're the same way, man. You're, you're a multi-talented individual.
0: I was going to say that when you were talking off of that you've asked me several in several of our conversations you're like what is it like what matters to you like the podcast the audio recording and working with music I don't know what else you you asked me on like maybe like my own my own music or something and you you kind of like check in every once in a while cuz i think you're like i don't know if you're like figuring something out or you're just like wondering where i'm at with stuff or something but i've always kind of said the same answer to you too where i'm like Like all of it. You know, you can't do everything all the time or else like nothing happens. So like I I do I do believe in like focus and I believe in like using your time and like figuring out like what portions of time should be dedicated to which things to to move the needle for whatever is important to you at the moment. So I I believe in like productivity plans and things to like figure out how do we move to the thing that's important at this time. I love you talking about that cuz I don't think that people talk about it all the time and that's a concept that I believe in too where like away from like all the brand strategy and all the people being like, you know, you need to represent this one thing just this one way or like whatever. It's like yeah, but we're people, man. And we're complex and you can't be like, you know, every person has had experiences that make them uniquely them. That makes their creative uniquely them, which is fucking amazing. It's my favorite part of working with creatives, dude, is like understanding, you know, what person did that, you know, what did they listen to for music and why is this being created right now? And you hear these, you know, that person listened to ska 10 years ago, but now they're a rapper and all of a sudden there's like a horn. And you're like, it's fucking crazy, man. It's the coolest shit to see how people become people. But I like that you're being forward on that with like your, yeah, your Facebook page, people who are out there. It's basically, way. it's changed between between the two of it, but it's like that's my Instagram for people who've been following on here, is my Instagram, at Dave Wake Up. It's not like the Crawl Space Audio one. It's not the waking up from work. It's not like my renovation shit. It's just like I am a podcaster. I'm an indie alternative artist. I work with musicians and I renovate shit. It's just like me living my life. That's just how the shit is played out. And I just want to be me. And I want to be good at stuff, but sometimes people get too caught up of like, I can't be these things. Well, what about like Renaissance? Like we've grown, we've grown culturally off of like the Renaissance people. And when you look back multiple cyclically through human nature, we really love and respect a lot of figures in history and science and teaching that do multiple of these things, but we don't always remember them off of every single thing but all of those things played into like them creating whatever the thing is that we do know them from. All of those things made them who they were to be able to do that one thing. That's my take on it.
1: That's a cool take. Yeah. <laughs> There's another way to see how people are made. Hmm. Never mind.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Are you, are you, you, were, going?
1: you were like, yeah, I really loved to, to like see how people are made. And I'm just thinking of like a sex joke, you know?
0: Oh Jesus!
1: <laughs> I interrupted. I couldn't, your father, like, I couldn't I tell over what? your like really intelligent like dope analogy about like Renaissance, and I was like, dude, like this is a, yeah. I had I like had to tell you that.
0: No, I'm happy you did, but I was prepared for the sex joke or prepared for something ridiculous. But like, I it, it was either going to go either way. Like, either you were about to like lay some shit on me, and I was going to be like we got to shut this podcast down. It's like too intellectual or you're going to give me like the sex choke thing and be like, if you really want to see where people are made, you know, I didn't know which way you're going to go, dude. No, I love what
1: you're saying about Renaissance people, but I want to, so Trev has a question. He's saying, I'm looking for guidance on where my energy will best be used.
0: Let's hit it, man.
1: So yeah. So for Trevor, we have to see your whole chart, first of all. So I can't give you a full detailed reading. But I can just tell you the sun in Aries is somebody that needs to face life head on, needs to face challenges, needs to develop courage and face fears. And when you do that, you feel more alive. So I can say that one thing about Aries, Aries energy. But, you know, we got to find out what your moon is, what your Mercury, other such and such, et cetera, et cetera. But just for Aries energy alone, that's a pretty potent piece of advice.
0: Damn. That's awesome, man. That's why I like having this show be live because people can pepper in stuff through the comments and things like that. And then we get to really actually like chat with people about what's up, you know, not just just the podcast on it, so.
1: Yeah, he says, all right, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, so you need to, Trevor, anyone else that's watching that doesn't know what a birth chart is or an astrology chart's never seen that, or anyone that's going to watch this later, you need to know your date of birth, your time of birth, and your place of birth. The most important thing that most people sometimes have trouble finding is their time of birth. Hmm. Cause it's it's actually based on very precise astronomical calculations. And the reason Aries is what it is is because Aries is the start of spring. It's the beginning of new life. It's initiating. So Aries has to align with that initiation into new things, birthing new things, facing life head on. Whereas we got the opposite sign of Capricorn, which is at the winter solstice. And that's about buckling down and survival you know during difficult times so you'll see the qualities of the signs are representative of the time in the seasons in which they are in Hmm. so there is there's the there's a reason for this it's not random and there is no 13th sign i'm sorry
0: oh did someone pop that in here
1: no but people say that all the time oh really Not, not all the time but like people there's articles that come out like freaking people out like i don't know what i am anymore you know but it's not even based on the way astrology works. So it's just like misunderstanding.
0: <laughs> Word. Yeah. <laughs> Trev, hit Etheric up after this and get into it because it sounds like you're trying to figure through that stuff. And it's way more complex than I understand. So
1: but we talked about you also. You're Sagittarius. That's a fire sign. And that is a fire sign that thrives. All fire signs are based on action and energy and initiation. Sagittarius is a little different because... It has a Jupiter connection, which is, it's a philosophical,
2: it's an Mm. explorer.
1: It's trying to try on new ideas and it's trying to get to the big picture of ideas, Mm. you know, because Gemini and Sagittarius are a polarity because I'm June 12th, you're November 25th. So we're about six months apart. So it's a polarity. It's opposite energies, both on the spectrum of teaching and information. But Gemini is about the details and communicating the details and Sagittarius is about the big picture.
2: Wow.
1: Right? And so it's a, it's, a, it's a cool relationship. But Sagittarius in particular is concerned with vision, big dream, big vision. Optimism can also be very blunt and tell things like it is. Yeah. And we, we've looked at your chart because you actually, I always say, you feel like someone has a lot of water to you as well because you're very like sentimental and compassionate. And, and I remember looking at your chart and, I, and you do, you know, you also have a lot of water. Hmm. But you have side of you that's just like you have a huge dream. You're like, I'm gonna build this huge house for artists <laughs> for to stay at. Like, you're. Always- I wish
0: I did not have that shit sometimes, man. Yeah.
1: Right, and you have yeah. this like this unbeatable hustle to you. You know, this like ability to just to be resilient. Fire's resilient.
0: Hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm sure that it's interesting for you to view the world through what you've learned like that because you're probably always reading people and understanding the way that they've communicated with you or their actions that they've taken based off of these things, but they don't, what is it like for you to like see the world this way and understand it in these terms and then have people not understand it or not even, like I am open to it, but like, I'm sure that you have people that are not even open to the conversation. What is it like for you to like have this different understanding or viewpoint and be viewing day-to-day like that, how does that work for you, I guess? How does that feel?
1: It's actually pretty awesome now because I feel like I actually enjoy talking to people who don't believe in it a lot because I I can get people to believe in it because it's real. And when I can demonstrate it for them in their own chart and in their life, and it starts to actually benefit their life, it's very satisfying for me to bring someone from the place that I was who didn't believe in it, right, so now using it to better my life on a daily basis. I bet. So I actually enjoy people that don't know about it at all or don't want to even believe in it. But if they're, if they're willing to have a conversation and they're willing to talk about it, I love that. But if there's someone who knows about it very deeply, that's also very, very fun. And, and people that I am in like deeper relationships with, like people that I'm dating or stuff like that it is kind of important for me to have that type of connection where we can talk about that stuff. You know, she doesn't need to be an astrologer or anything, but if the person's just like completely closed down to what you do for work
0: or doesn't with anything, with anything, right.
1: Real. Yeah. I mean, but, but what like you do, no, people aren't going to say it's not real. They may say it's like impossible to like succeed doing what you're doing, but they're not going to tell you that it doesn't exist as a reality. They're not going to tell you like, Music doesn't exist, but they will tell you astrology doesn't exist, you know? Right. And that's fine. I like that in everyday life. But with someone that you're like dating or like a close friend, it's, it's hard. But yeah, someone like you that's just like, hey, I'm just interested. I'm open. I don't really know much about it. That's totally fine. You know, I don't mind at all because I, I like teaching. I like, right. teaching. I love to teach new concepts. That's, that's a joy. That's what my, I got a master's degree in education. I was a teacher. And I worked at a rehab for three years teaching as well. I, I love teaching. That's why I'm... that. What I do, cosmic empowerment coaching, is a lot of teaching too, you
0: know? Right. Teaching That's people more about themselves. Exactly. Teaching more about people, more about why they do the things that they do. Because it's a lot of things are autopilot. We talk about it on the show all the time. No idea why we do certain things. It's just like autopilot actions. But this is all pieces of self-awareness of how do we understand why do we do what we do? That's so powerful, dude. That's, that's the ultimate power, I think. When you control yourself, you control not even just controlling yourself, but when you understand yourself, even the, the bad parts of yourself or the things that you do that are negative things, when you at least understand why do you do it, that control is, I think, the most powerful thing in the planet because then you can figure out you know what things are going to get in your way and what things aren't in your way. For everything that you want to do, if you understand who you are as a person, but like that's really fucking hard to do. And you always have to get better at it. Like it's never ending to understand why you do every single action you do. And then different stages of your life change that. So you have to change that look again and figure it out again.
1: Right. And a lot of times it's about like surrendering to the mystery, you know, letting the breadcrumbs reveal themselves, you know, Mm,
0: not working overboard on it, like also allowing that to unfold
2: yeah yeah
0: damn all right man well dude i've got six questions now that i ask people at the end basically you don't have to like answer them the same length that we do like throughout the show these are kind of more pointed you down with that
1: yeah so you want me to just like machine gun answer these
0: you don't have to machine gun it but like not like the same as the show like don't
1: elaborate too much yes i got it
0: be very uh, Sagittarian about it. You know what I mean? Big picture, you know, not not the details that I know you're capable of, dude. You know, <laughs> I'm trolling.
1: Astrology trolling is fun. See, that's why it's fun sometimes to use that prop astrology.
0: Worried, man. All right. So the first one, I feel like I get throughout the show, but I like asking pointed at the end. And that's why do you wake up and do what you do every single day versus any other thing that you could do?
1: I love it truly, truly love it. And it is exciting. And I'm passionate every day to study astrology and to try to better myself every day with my music.
0: Hell yeah, man. I mean, what else can you ask for, right? What would be along the way, like, I know that it's not possible to just give someone a lesson without experience, like that truly embeds it into our behavior. But say you could say, don't do this thing. Like this is a mistake or this is a thing that I wish that I didn't do along the way? Hey, five years ago, me, don't do this thing. It really, really sucked. What's the like, biggest mistake along the way or, or biggest thing to avoid for people out there, if they could?
1: Closing your mind to new possibilities.
0: Cool. Stay open. Flip side to that. What's like the best idea you've ever had? You're like, fuck, I wish I did this five years ago. This is the best idea. You should totally do this today.
1: Follow your dreams.
0: Love it. What would be... A resource that you'd recommend to the audience could be like a book, YouTube video, a movie, a podcast, like what's, and it could be a couple too, whatever you want. It can be in music, it can be in astrology, it can be mindset, anything that you are just like, I love this resource. What's a couple of resources you'd recommend people in the audience check out?
1: I would say a uh, Stephen Forrest books, the book of fire, book of earth, book of air, book of water. You can learn all about astrology from those four books.
2: Awesome.
0: You
1: know, elements. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. okay. yeah, that hasn't been mentioned on the show before, so I'll have that for people who are listening that'll be in the show notes so you can check out those books. We're gonna put the rest of these things in the show notes too that we're talking about. but uh next question would be this is like a new one I added i played, I think I added this like four or five episodes ago. What would you say that your superpower would be if you had like one thing about you know Nick Wright that makes you this one trait is just like fucking amazing like what's your superpower? what's something that just is your laser that you can shoot at shit and blow it up?
1: That's a great question. I would say creative communication.
0: Mm, I would say that too from working with you. I love that. Last is the easiest, man. This is the easiest, is just where people keep up with you. Where can people follow along with you, ask you more questions or keep up with you?
1: Yeah, so Facebook and Instagram, that's my main
0: places. What, what are those tags?
1: Yeah, so Instagram, it's Cosmic underscore empowerment, underscore by, underscore etheric. So cosmic empowerment by etheric. And then on Facebook, it's Nick Wright. That's my real name.
0: Cool. Awesome. So people who are hanging out with us live, first of all, thank you guys for being on the live and like interacting with us. Trev, you've been on the whole time. So like, definitely thank you for hanging with us tonight. Like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit you just to say, hey, but feel free to chat with any of us. That was awesome to have you on. Anyone who's been listening to the show, if you're coming in late to this show and you want to hear this as like a podcast, this will be out on podcast platforms in like three or four weeks. You can listen to the whole conversation that we had here or uh, any of those links that we talked about, the books, Nick's music, Nick's uh, coaching business in, in Cosmic Empowerment, all these different things that we talked about those will be in the show notes down below. So there'll be like a link that you can click on, go right over to it. So if you're walking dog or driving a car or something, you don't have to take notes. They're right in the show notes at wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes as well if you're not on your phone. So Nick, I'm going to like pop this live stream off. It will still be like on so we can chat after. But thank you guys. Have an awesome night and I'll see you later.